back to the crossover podcast show you get comics you get sports and you get pop culture and it is sports time bill needles is with me this week how's it going bill it is going well thank you all right merry christmas to you sir and uh here we go let's do some football picks we're gonna try to tear through this one faster than we normally do because we're, we're behind schedule on this week and and it's the holiday season we gotta get out of here and we gotta get shit done so uh <laughs> Uh, gotta get paid first. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. So we, we we gotta do we gotta do our thing. So I'm gonna continue embarrassing myself with my football picks, and you will uh, continue to be very quite good actually on your on your picks. Um, no Thursday games this week. That's why we're recording a little bit later, but uh, that helped us out a little bit. So there are some Saturday games this week. First up is the Colts Baltimore. Now here's the thing, Bill. Um, the Sharps have been getting killed this year. Vegas has been getting killed. The Sharps have been getting killed. And it's because the favorites have been covering. Last week, depending on when you got certain lines, like I know uh, Kansas City was technically a favorite at certain points, but that line settled at a pick But if you take the lines as they settled, the favorites were 13-0-2 or like 13-1-2 or something last week, which is crazy and means Vegas is going to get killed because the public tends to always bet favorites. Um... The Sharps, the big discussion this week on the net amongst the Sharps from what I saw was the usual axioms that we like to use, which is, you know, if you get a, a home a, a home dog that like a, just big points with a home team, you don't look at the home team, you take the home team and you, and you like you just take the points. You don't you don't even look at if it's the Cleveland Browns or not, but that hasn't been working this year. And the other like axioms of like. If you just get like so, home dogs is a big one, or double digit lines is a big one. It, it, it those just haven't been coming through. Teams have been covering. So the big discussion right now, Bill, is are these axioms? Um, do they do we need to change these? Like, do we need to come up with new ones because to adjust for this this new f- like type of football that we have this year, where you know the Case Keenum's and the Jared Goff's rule, or is it like blackjack? where you just stick to these strategies and sometimes it's just going to go ice cold for you and and you don't know, but over the long run, as long as you keep doing this, you will win. That's the big debate this week. I think, uh, I mean, the, the separation, and it's all based on the separation between kind of the haves and the have-nots, right? Like mm-hmm. if you take, if you have, you know, half the teams being really, really good and half the teams being really, really bad, you can comfortably bet those good teams when they're playing bad teams. The question is, whether these bad teams can overperform once in a while or these good teams can underperform. And this year we just haven't been seeing that. I mean, people have been fairly reliable. Yeah, you've had your a couple outs where, you know, a team that's normally really good does poorly, but it's not like the Patriots are getting blown out too often. But yeah. they're an example of a team that has been kicked around a little bit. Mm. So <laughs> this Colts-Baltimore game, I think, is an exact, like, it's a perfect representation of the the current debate between that the sharps are having right now because you look at this line the colts are heading into baltimore baltimore is getting 13 and a half points and you think to yourself 
like like the old axioms would be you take the Colts, you take that 13 and a half point spread because the Colts are somewhat decent. They can not all the time, but they have the ability thanks to T.Y. Hilton and, and stuff like that. Although T.Y. Hilton's not having a great year and thank God for that because, God, I love that under 1300 yards bet. And I'm going to get there because I don't think he's going to collect nearly 500 yards over the last two games. Um and then you would just you would just hold your nose and you take the Colts, but you look at it this year and just the way it's been going, like I think you just take Baltimore here because you stare at Baltimore and you're like, boy, I should take the Colts in that thirteen because the 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 Ravens they don't have a great offense. I mean, it's 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 not terrible, but uh, let me see what are the Baltimore is twentieth right? Like they're fourth overall in DVOA, but they're twentieth in offensive rank. Like so, they're they, they've got the best special teams and the second best defense according to DVOA, but their offense is twentieth in the league. So you're like bad offense, given too many points on the road. Normally you take the Colts, but for some reason I look at this and I'm like, if you keep the trend that's going with this year, you just you pick Baltimore and expect them to just crush the Colts who are awful like they're just awful they are pretty awful but i i feel like baltimore has got to come out and and score 28 for this to happen you know like yeah do i want to bet on flacco getting 28 not really i mean i think i think i still take the colts here and hold my nose to change my ways (laughs) it's it's so weird it's so weird i just i don't know what to think anymore this this year has got me just in complete flux uh, next up, big game here. Well, not a big game, not as big as it could have been. Um, your boys, the Vikings. Oh boy, they got you got a good squad this year. Uh, are heading into Green Bay, and you are giving nine and a half points. Um, should Aaron Rodgers have played last last week? Phil? I'd say no. Yeah. Um, as much as Aaron Rodgers absolutely changes the dynamic of a team. Uh, you're risking a little bit when you bring them out there too soon. Uh, maybe you want to see if you can get a couple of W's. Like, they've been absolutely horrid without him, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. Um, so I, I don't see any reason to, to risk quite a bit for what could be minimal reward. Yeah, I mean, I think hindsight being what it is, obviously, and, like, you never should have played him. I was saying that, <laughs> mostly, but that was mostly because I didn't want to suffer through the potential Aaron Rodgers coming back and, <laughs> you know, taking the Packers to the playoffs and the Packers having... Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah, God, God it would have been so bad. Thankfully, we we don't live in that universe, and... and the Carolina Panthers were able to take care of business, and there was that great... I don't know if you saw that clip where... Uh, they were. It was the Christian McCaffrey touchdown where they were at the goal line, and you could hear the audio of uh, Clay Matthews and and Cam Newton yelling at each other. God, that was so <laughs> that was so good. Um, and thank you, Cam Newton, for that. Anytime somebody teabags the Green Bay Packers like that, it's it's always going to be. Uh, you're always going to get a shout out on on this podcast for that. Enemy of my enemy. Exactly. And um, yeah, it's just when you watch Aaron Rodgers, there were a couple flashes. He made some plays with his feet, but just the arm strength wasn't there. You could like he had like we're 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 so used to seeing Aaron Rodgers just like throw the ball out of the stadium, but he yeah he just had nothing on his shoulder last week. It was yeah it was crazy. Um, the Vikings are minus nine. This is another one where you would normally you look at it and you're like I'm supposed to take Green Bay here, but I don't think you do. I think you take the Vikings. What do you think, Bill? You know what? When I when I saw this, my first inclination is Green Bay. Now I'm never going to take Green Bay in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I 
and and maybe it is just that old gambler's logic that you know you you look at a home guy home team getting nine points, but Minnesota has just been playing consistent football. Um, I think a division game, you take the points. You go with Green Bay here. Okay. Uh, Sunday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who showed up a little bit in that Monday night football game, are heading to Carolina to take on the the Carolina Panthers. Clap to Carolina, knocking the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. Uh, Ten years. It's been an entire decade, but we finally don't have to suffer through watching the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs. So good. Um, Carolina's getting minus 10 at home. Uh, I kind of like the minus 10 in this one. I don't normally lay 10. It's not going to be one of my five, but I think I would here because I think like Carolina has been a bit of a zigzag team and they can disappoint you, but I think Tampa's so bad and they only showed up a little bit last week against Atlanta because it was a primetime game and I just don't think they wanted to look bad in primetime. And also Atlanta is probably not as great as they look sometimes. I don't know. Minus 10 for me. What do you think? Um... Yeah, I think I got to go with the the momentum team, which is Carolina. They've been playing good football lately, and Tampa Bay has been terrible. Uh, you ask, like, I look at this line in week four, and I'd be all over Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. Um, but as of now, Tampa Bay is just feels like they've been getting progressively worse, uh, and Carolina has been getting progressively stronger. So I'll take Carolina here and hope they keep it in the double digits. Uh, next up, Cleveland is heading to Chicago. Uh, Craig's not here this week. He's he's taking care of stuff, so he just can't be here. So it's you and me. What are you going to do? He messaged me his picks and also messaged me to say that this is easily, I don't think, like this wasn't even up for debate, I don't think, uh, Cleveland-Chicago. This is the Scott Hansen do not show me this game of the week. The Chicago Bears are getting minus six and a half at home. This came down a little bit because I believe it was seven when I checked earlier this week. So some money has come in on the Cleveland Browns. I just don't know. Like the Sharps have been on Cleveland all year, thinking they've got a cover, but they've they've only they're three and eleven against the spread, and one of those was Week One. So it's been a while. I just just a stay away game for me. I'm not trusting Chicago with the minus six and Cleveland's been too disappointing. And then if you don't bet on this game, you don't have to watch it period for me on this one. Huge win for everybody involved. Absolutely. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Detroit, my boys uh, coming off a pretty fun win against the aforementioned bears. Uh, The Rockette celebration was something. What was your take? Did you watch any of that game, Phil? Um, Highlights. Highlights. Um, What was your take on the lions color rush uniforms? I didn't have a huge problem with it. I absolutely... They were getting a lot of love on the internet, which I did not get. I thought they were the second ugliest uh, color rush jerseys I've seen. Second ugliest? Yeah, I still think the ugliest are the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember they had the gold dust numbers where they look like the old wrestler gold dust? Uh, I, I think those are number one with a bullet ugly. And I think the Detroit Lions grays are number two for me. Uh, they were, yeah, I don't know. They were getting some love on the internet, which I didn't not get. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not stylish. I really like the Broncos. The uh, Craig's boys. The Broncos had had just the orange with the blue on this. I thought they looked really nice. Um, the Detroit Lions are heading into Cincinnati, and they are getting four points. This is another one where you, you should look at Cincinnati and take Cincinnati with the four. But man, they left it all out on the field against the the Steelers a couple weeks ago, and just have been a abysmal the last couple of weeks it, it's been sad to watch the uh mm-hmm. to watch the the cincinnati Bengals, and i took them i think the last two weeks and got bit both times so um 
I, I am incapable of being impartial on this game because the Lions, this this seems like, the Lions have two games left. This seems like the one they could get clipped. They got to win both if they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think on paper, they're the better team, but the Detroit Lions, because they can't run the ball, can't put the game away, and they always are, they're still poorly coached and they like to shoot themselves in the foot. And hey, they're the Detroit Lions. They like to choke in this kind of spot. So where, as an impartial observer, where, where do you, um, I like, I trust Detroit here. Um, I yeah. think Detroit's got a strong enough defense where Cincinnati's going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball with any consistency. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a huge believer in the Detroit offense these days, uh, but I still think they'll be able to get enough points to, to make it a safe win over Cincinnati, even in Cincinnati. Um, Miami Dolphins heading into Kansas City. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, coming off a win last week, which uh, you weren't here on the podcast, Bill, but I absolutely saw coming. I need one more win from the Chargers in order to hit the over for the season, and I just knew it wasn't going to happen with three games left. <laughs> so, like, it's, I just, like, I just, there's no way the Chargers, after starting 0-4 and, and were 1-5 at, at one point, there's no way they were going to get it done <laughs> with three weeks left. No. Just just none. And that's a tough win, too. You're going into Cincinnati, into, yeah. you know, into Arrowhead. It was bad. Now, Miami is heading into Arrowhead. Miami, what, like, two weeks ago destroyed the Patriots on Monday night and then last week and they got that onside that that onside kick bad fumble and then Cutler I don't even know where he was throwing that ball to immediately after that was so bizarre but classic him yeah um Chiefs minus 10 and a half where do you I I I think you want to lay the points what do you think Bill yeah I, I think I like the Chiefs better here and I really hate these lines most of the time but um, Miami, I don't think is going to put together much. Kansas City, they're they're playing okay football, so I think Kansas City runs it all day on them. Uh, give me Kansas City. Yeah, you're just down to whether like mediocre, capable Cutler. Should, like I don't want to say good Cutler, bad Cutler. I want to say bad Cutler or capable Cutler <laughs> shows up right. Like, yeah, I, I think that's what you're dead to. Uh, another matchup between. Another divisional matchup. The Buffalo Bills are heading to New England. New England minus 11 and a half. Um, one of the old gambling gambling axioms, or not old gambling axioms, but one that's existed since basically 2001 is never bet against the Patriots. And since we're throwing all the old rules out the window, uh, Bill, I think I'm like, I, I'm quite comfortable taking the Buffalo Bills in the plus 11 and a half here. I, th- I think that's the play. I like it's it's really it's really silly. You're not supposed to go against the Patriots. The Patriots need to win these two games. Hell, they could drop to the three seed if if they lose one and Jacksonville wins out. So New England needs to win this game. I still think they're going to win this game, but Buffalo is capable enough that I they'll cover eleven and a half. Uh, what are your thoughts? Capable is the right word. I mean, yeah. they are not a bad football team. They are a capable football team. And you got to give a capable football team more credit than 11 and a half, even against New England. But, I mean, we're not talking about your usual New England. Like, this is not a powerhouse. They have not steamrolled every team they've played. Like, yeah. uh, they're playing good football, not great. And Buffalo's playing decent football, so no reason to give them that much credit. Patriots 9 and 5 against the spread. So, yeah, that's not their usual. Like, they're still right where you need them to be, but uh, not where we like to see them. 8, 5, and 1. So, them and the... the Gambling-wise, Buffalo and New England have been pretty much equal. 
for the entire season. Next up, oh Jesus, excuse me. Uh, Atlanta is heading to New Orleans. This is a great game. This is the game of the week. I can't believe they didn't. Now nah, I guess you wouldn't flex because there's no Sunday night game anyway. Um, but Atlanta's heading to New Orleans. I really like this game. However, I think this line is too high. New Orleans is getting six. I think these teams are evenly matched, and New Orleans should only be getting three. So I'm on the Atlanta train here. What do you think, Bill? I'm also on the Atlanta train, but I would still say I would give them four and a half or so. Yeah. This line's just high, right? Like, it's high. If you take the whole season into account, New Orleans has played better football. Um, Atlanta's playing pretty well right now, but they did just have to eke by Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think New Orleans should be favored here by more than three. But, yeah, this is high enough where I like Atlanta. I just see this. Like, these two teams played two weeks ago, and it was the crazy Thursday night game where the Falcons should have lost because of that dumb Dan Quinn, like, not taking the penalty yeah. and, and giving the Saints the fourth and one. But then there was the interception in the end zone. That was a tremendous play. Um Drew Brees is a dink and dunk quarterback right now. Um, I know people don't really want to say it, but that's what it is. I just think, like, this is a three-point. This, this game's going to finish as a three-point game. So take the Falcons and the points if you're gambling. Like, like I don't know who's going to win, but th- whoever wins this game is going to win by three points. So Absolutely no reason to believe this is going to be a blowout either way. Yeah. So if you're going to get a close game and you're getting a handful of points, oof. Yeah. Um, next up, the Los Angeles Chargers are heading to New York to take on the Jets. Uh, the Chargers are getting seven on the road. This is another one. I'm 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 obeying the old rule on this one. I'm taking the Jets here. That like you get the Jets are capable. The Chargers are choke artists. Um, I hope the Chargers win. Like please, for the love of God, get this win, Chargers. I don't want to go into Week 17 in in a do or die. <laughs> Just win this game. But like for God's sakes, um, I'm taking the Jets. What do you think? I agree with you. I mean, seven points is probably like. Two or three weeks ago when the Chargers were kind of firing on all cylinders, I, I considered laying the points. Um, but at this point, they've had a, a couple outings that weren't as impressive, slowed down a little bit. They're going against a, a capable defense and a capable offense. I'll take the points here. I'm comfortable with that. Next up, the Los Angeles Rams coming off a complete waxing of the Seattle Seahawks are heading into Tennessee to take on... The Tennessee Titans, uh, they are giving seven on the road, the Rams are. The, I know the Rams just cr- crushed Seattle, and I know Tennessee is not great. They're completely overrated right now, yep. and their offense is atrocious to watch, but that line is too high. This this line is too high. Seven, they, like The Rams should not be giving a full touchdown to Tennessee on the road, I don't think. And I think they're going to be... That, like the Rams are coming off an emotional win in a week where everybody's been blowing smoke up their butt. I was joking with Craig last week that for the past four weeks we've had a different MVP leader, and we're now making it five weeks in a row because Todd Gurley is now the MVP leader. Last week it was Antonio Brown. The week before that it was Russell Wilson. The week before that it was Tom Brady. The week before that it was Carson Wentz, and now it's Gurley's turn. I just think this has the all the makings of a letdown game. This is just a total trap game for the Rams. Like this is the Admiral Akbar game of the week. This like this is the trap game. I I like the Titans here in this spot. What do you what do you think? I like the Titans, but I, I just feel that these are two teams that are going to fight this one out in the trenches a little bit. Like I think you're going to get a lot of ground and pound here. Mm-hmm. 
and when you're doing that, like you expect a close game, you know, like if, if they're going to try to win this one on the ground, I don't think Gurley's going to run for 180. I don't, I think he's going to have three or four yards of carry. He's going to do that all game. He's going to carry the ball 30 times and it'll be a close game. So yeah. I'll take points. And Tennessee can run the ball, which, which helps against, against the Rams, right? You want to be able to control clock and like Tennessee, it's it's the ugliest football you'll ever see in your life, but it's what you want to beat like the high powered offenses where they do like they get it to third and two and then just run for three yards and get that for get that garbage Absolutely. first down and, and the clock. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's not by like they don't do that by design. It's they just do it because that's what they do. Right. It's just yeah, they need a new coach in Tennessee. Um, last up for the one o'clock slate on Christmas Eve Sunday. Uh, Craig's Denver Broncos are heading to Washington to take on the Washingtons and Washington is minus three. Um, I really don't know. I, I don't have much to say about this game. Uh, you feel strongly either way on this one? Um, it's going to be Osweiler, right? Cause Semyon's out for yep. seven Semyon's on season ending IR. So yeah, I like, uh, I like Washington more. I mean, what, I mean, the Washington's big advantage is that their their offense is fairly capable, but at the same time, the Denver defense might be able to slow them down a little bit. Um, but I think they end up coming away with a win here. Um, I think they'll be able to at least score, you know, 21, and I'm not sure Osweiler's going to be able to put much together. It's been a complete no-effing no way just season for Washington. Like, just guys have been hurt. The wrong guys have been hurt. And even then, like – and. Cousins has had a couple of bad, you know, giveaways late in the game, late in a couple of games, and but he's also played really well. And uh, yeah, he's had some great games, and yeah. he's had some games where you remember that he's Cousins. Yeah. Uh, what is the best game? I think it's new. Obviously, New Atlanta, New Orleans is the marquee matchup of the of the one o'clock slate. Yeah. So yeah. probably should have been. Uh, I was going to say Minnesota Green Bay, but I guess we have two on. Uh, and that's a Saturday game anyway. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. If, if Rogers was playing, that would be potential yeah. for game of the week. But uh, yeah. no, I, yep. I think we got to go with uh, Atlanta North. It should be a good game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, Jacksonville is heading to San Francisco. First game of the four o'clock slate. San Francisco is getting four points. I'll tell you, Jimmy Garoppolo. This Jimmy, this Jimmy Garoppolo thing is is going to be. This is going to be society's revenge on the Patriots for the past 18 years. So like, in, like two years from now when Jimmy Garoppolo is slicing up the league and Tom Brady has finally retired and Bill Belichick is still a really good coach, but whatever ass quarterback they're going to have, we don't know. He's going to be like dragging them to 10 and six and probably still to the playoffs, but they're not going to be like dominant Patriots wins. Like we've been used to for the, for nearly two decades now. And, and just like, they're going to watch him. Yeah. yeah. And, and like the, and there's no help around him. Yeah. And like, like Bilicek just out of sheer great coaching, but like when they get to the playoffs, they're not going to have any of that Patriot mystique. Cause Tom Brady won't be under center and stuff like that. And, and, they, and they're going to get beat a couple of times. And then J- Jimmy Gravel is just going to be in the NFC slicing stuff up. And we're all going to laugh as the Patriot fans try, try to claim yeah. as try to, you know, claim ownership of, of Jimmy Graham and stuff. Like it's, it's just, we're, we're, we're all going to laugh full throated at the Patriots. This will eventually happen. Like, just 
as a man who is currently watching the Los Angeles Lakers just try to like come up with obscure obscure stats to try to prove that Lonzo Ball is good, let me just tell you, it can happen and it will happen. You just have to be patient enough. <laughs> but yeah, that like that's gonna be funny. And I, I'm so willing to put my money to my where my mouth is that I'm I'm, t- I'm San Francisco plus the four is gonna be one of my five this week. What do you, where do you stand on this one, Bill? Uh, I like where the line is set. I did I did go back and forth a little bit on this one. Um, I will give San Francisco the nod, and and just because you're getting points at home, these two teams are. I don't think they're completely unevenly matched. I mean, I'll take four points at home for a fairly evenly matched teams. So I'll go with San Francisco. It's weird to say that San Francisco is evenly matched now when they yeah, were they anyone, were yes. yeah they were one in ten not too long ago and now everybody's like can they make you know can we put them in the playoffs can we like yeah hey, can we put them in the playoffs instead of Tennessee they're so much yeah. more fun to watch God it's great what a good quarterback will do for you. Uh, next up, the Giants are heading to Arizona. Arizona minus three and a half. Unless you have anything to say, I'm perfectly fine with skipping this game, Bill. <laughs> like. He's, you feel strongly, like, no. one way or the other on this one? I do hope that it ends up being just 53 to 48. Something entertaining happens in this game. But I bet against it. Yeah. Here's, I'm 15-12, not a touchdown scored in the game. Here's the thing I'll say about Arizona. Where the hell were they on Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, if, if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the Arizona Cardinals right now, slinging balls to Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. like, that's that's a Super Bowl contending team. This year and probably next year. That's when next they, year you get uh, Johnson back. Yeah, when they get all their guys back. Oh God, that's yeah. The Cardinals should be the most like damn. Like I would say tw- at least twenty of the thirty-two teams in the National Football League should be embarrassed that San Francisco got Jimmy Garoppolo and Arizona should be the most embarrassed. Yeah. I think. And for not a heck of a lot. No, like no, yeah. They don't have to cough up much. No, just one of those two, one of those second rounders that'll be like in the early thirties that Bill Belichick likes to like. He loves those early thirties, or <laughs> like those mid to mid to late thirties picks in the second round because he feels like he's getting a first rounder, but at the price of a second. Yeah. So yeah, he he like that's where he loves to be in the draft. So and you know, good on him, but. You know, like I said, like I painted the picture for you, and I feel like that's exactly how I feel like we're going to live in that world in, in 2020, where Jimmy Garoppolo like is going to be a Super Bowl contending quarterback, and yeah. the Patriots will be like nine and seven, ten and six type team. Yeah, uh, or something horrifying. Yeah, um, <laughs> Seattle's heading to Dallas. Um, I just I'm torn on this one. I initially wrote down Seattle plus the five. It's Dallas minus five in Dallas right now. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's back, so there's that. Um, we just watched a team with a, a team that wants to make the run game the primary focus just completely dust them in their own building last week. And now they're heading on the road to face Dallas. Um, my thing is, is are the Seattle Seahawks, who are a very prideful team, going to pack it in or are they going to show up for this one? My gut says they're going to show up for this one. So I initially had Seattle plus the five as one of my, as one of my picks. And then I, I, I wavered off of it and I now I haven't switched to Dallas. I just, I just changed my five, my five. So I initially was on Seattle, but then I thought about it and I decided not to take them. Where do you, where do you stand on this one, Bill? I kind of like Dallas. I think, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be able to really control the ball quite a bit. 
Um, I think you look at what the Rams did to the Seahawks on the ground. Why can't Dallas do that uh, with Ezekiel Elliott back? I think he ends up putting together a nice game. I think Dallas controls the flow of the game quite a bit. I think they end up winning by quite a bit here. All right. Uh, a, I mean, there's not really – the 4 o'clock slate is not great. I mean, this is probably the best 4 o'clock game, although – well, you want to say, like, I think from a football standpoint, you want to see Jimmy Garoppolo take on that Jacksonville team. Yeah, but there's, there's a storyline there that's nice. Yeah, and Seattle-Dallas, is, I think, has a good storyline, too, because uh, Elliott's coming back in Seattle. You're like, are they going to show some, some, some chutzpah this week after getting, you know, just obliterated last week? So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, next up, Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to Houston to take on the – Houston Texans and Pittsburgh is getting minus nine. Antonio Brown is not playing in this game. You know who I'm surprised is playing in this game is Juju Smith Schuster after that. Uh, after they re- him and Martavius Bryant reenacted him like him doing the hit on Vontez Perfect that like that I'm that got talked about zero after when that happened. I text your brother. And I said, do you suspend Schuster for that? And we both agreed, yes, you've got to suspend him for that because it was pretty much the dumbest thing we've seen all all year yeah. in a year of just dumb shit that's happened in the National Football League. And, man, I, I like, just the way that, like, silver lining to the, to the, uh, to the Pittsburgh, uh, like, just that ridiculous ending to that Pittsburgh-New England game yeah. was that it took – all of the focus off of the fact that that Smith Schuster did that, and nobody talked about it all week. I was stunned by that because it was it was absolutely ridiculous. That coupled with the weird like car fumble that happened at the end of of, of Oakland, and you know what what do we have to do to fix that rule? And then uh, Gene Serator doing the measurement with the paper, where the the NFL came out today and said, "Hey." Dickheads, don't ever fucking do that again. <laughs> today, which was pretty funny to me, but yeah, I can't believe nobody talked about that Smith Schuster thing. Uh, Pittsburgh minus nine again. The old axiom would say you take Houston here, but uh, I took them last week and it didn't work out. So I think I would lay the points because Pittsburgh needs to keep winning as well. What do you think? Well, they got something to play for. What do you think, Bill? I think I got to go Houston. You know, without Antonio Brown, I don't know that they're going to be as dominant as they normally would be. Uh, you get nine points or nine and a half. You're at home. Uh, I think you take Houston and just hope that they have trouble getting the offense going without one of their key players. Um, what's the line if Deshaun Watson's playing this game? Lower. Uh, maybe... Four and a half still? Yeah, I think it, I think you're right. I think it, it'll go in the Vegas zone. Maybe all the way to three if Antonio Brown's not playing. Like it, with, with Deshaun Watson, maybe maybe it's just Pittsburgh minus three. Um, I forgot to ask you this earlier. Minnesota minus nine. What's the line if a healthy Aaron Rodgers is playing, Bill? Healthy Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like would Green Bay be favored by three against Minnesota? That that's my question. Like, is it a complete twelve point swing? Does does a healthy Aaron Rodgers give Green Bay the three point bump? I don't think so. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I think how he did for the last however many weeks, and it, like yeah, have already faced once this season. I think it drops six though, and it's Minnesota minus three on the road because your team's been damn good, and I think you would get the respect <laughs> of the minus three. 
Yeah, that seems reasonable. I think that's your minimum. But I don't I don't think I don't think I'm out of line asking is Green Bay favored by three if if healthy Aaron Rodgers is in this game. If Aaron Rodgers is playing and right now they're they're duking it out for who's gonna be on top, I can see this being a pick 'em even, you know? Like yeah. wouldn't it be? You know? Crazy. Crazy to think about. Yeah. Last game of the week, nice little uh Christmas night game. <laughs> Not Man, this probably looks so good on paper at the beginning of the year. Uh, th- these two teams basically flipped from where they were last year. Philadelphia was was like o- Oakland was the it team coming into this year. Now it's Philadelphia, and it's just so weird. Philadelphia, even with Nick Foles, who threw four touchdowns last week, they keep on humming. Uh, Philadelphia's minus nine. Um, I think I'm laying the points with Philadelphia. What do you think? I agree. Yeah. I think uh, I think they're playing great football. Oakland's not. Even with Foles, I'm comfortable there. Oh, I mean, Oakland is the West Coast team traveling east here to cold, cold Philadelphia mm-hmm. on Christmas Day at 8.30. You think they're going to be up for that game? I don't think so. Philadelphia might have them blown out by, like, the second quarter in this one. So I, I, I think I'm laying it with – yeah, I think I'm laying the nine with Philadelphia here, which I, I would never normally do. Um, atrocious kicker of the week reward. Uh, I think it's Pat Murray from the Bucks who missed a game tying field goal. Uh, shout out to Tavecchio from the Oakland Raiders as well, whose team lost by three points and he missed like a thirty yarder in the first quarter. So there's that. But um, I think it's Pat Murray of the Bucks. Any any anytime you miss a game tying field yeah. goal, it's it's pretty much going to be you on on the crossover podcast. Um. So that's it. We're heading in. So we'll do our picks for week 16. Uh, Friends of the show picks this week, uh, we're still trying to figure out. So I'm not going to say for sure who's going to do it. We might end up having, by the by the time this gets up, I might have gotten a clip from, from some, from the particular person we asked to do it. Might not. So um, not to throw them under the bus or anything. It's a hectic week. We've been trying to get everything. Everything's been last minute, so I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody for anything, but worst case scenario, we'll get the friend of the show picks and, and we'll tweet them out if we have them. Friends of the show still in first, uh, 45, 27 and three bill. You are in second, having a great year, 42, 30 and three. Uh, go ahead. Good, sir. All right. So Buffalo yep. there, I ended up being confident with Washington Dallas, I think Zeke runs all over them. Uh, St. Louis, Atlanta, I like. I think the spread's too high there. And I will take your Lions because oh, I believe. My, oh my goodness, I appreciate that. Uh, sorry, what did you say before Detroit? It was Atlanta, right? Atlanta, yeah. Okay, so just to make sure I got everything there: Buffalo, Washington, Dallas, Atlanta, and Detroit for you. All right. Uh, Craig Needles is in third. He's 33, 37, and 5. Here are his five picks. He's going to take the New York Jets in the 7. He's going to take the Colts. He's going with the old guy. He's trusting the old the old axioms. He's taking the Colts plus 13 and a half. He's going to take San Francisco plus the 4. He's going to take Oakland plus the 9. And he's with you. He's taking my Detroit Lions minus the 4. Oh, God. So we'll all be... Uh, just just upset if, if it doesn't go down. Oh, man. Lions need to win this game. I, it's funny. The Lions are the team. Of the teams, the Lions could sneak in and get that last spot if they win out. I think if they win out, they're in because they got some tie breaks. But if they lose one, they're out. 
And I, I have no, I was, I was breaking it down. If they end up winning, it looks like the Lions would be heading to either New Orleans or L.A. to take on the Rams. And I'm just like, man, the Lions couldn't beat either of those teams. Like, the Lions would go from, like, I think it's between, like, the Lions and Atlanta. And if Atlanta gets in, Atlanta could win the Super Bowl. If Detroit gets in, they're not going to win the first round, I don't think. But I, they're still my team, so I would still like to root for them to make the playoffs. Here are my five picks as I attempt to crawl my way to a mediocre <laughs> to a mediocre finish. Um, I'm going to take Tennessee plus the seven. I'm going to back you, Bill, and I'm going to take Buffalo plus the 11 and a half. I'm going to back Craig, and I'm going to take San Francisco plus the four, and the Jets plus the seven, and I'm with you as well, Bill. Give me Atlanta plus the six. So we're all kind of in bed together this week. Um, that'll be it for this week. Uh, check out our Last Jedi review, uh, which we did earlier this week, if you haven't gone to see that already. Uh, we had some 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 tings to say about that one, some thoughts, some opinions. Overall, we we... We liked it, but we, much like the airing of the grievances, we had a lot of problems with that film. So we we, we aired our grievances on on The Last Jedi. Um, Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. Bill Needles, thanks for doing this. Um, We'll talk to you... Yeah, I don't have to say next year because we're gonna we're gonna talk again before it's uh, 2018 because we will talk week 17. So uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Tip Top Tet. Uh, what were the other ones Krusty said in that one episode? Solemn Ramadan. Yeah, solemn but dignified Ramadan. That was one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Quasi Kwanzaa. I think he said. Yeah, we want to wish everyone a Quasi Kwanzaa. Uh, so yeah, whatever whatever your uh, happen to be celebrating this happy holidays and and uh we wish you all the best and we'll uh talk to you right before 2018 but we wish you the best uh, going forward take care everybody and we'll talk to you next week Hello, this is J.D. Duran from the In Session Film Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about sports. Yay, go sports team. All kidding aside, yes, I am a big, big film nerd, but I'm also a big sports fan as well, and I'm here to give you my picks of the week. Let's start off with the Detroit Lions at the Cincinnati Bengals. Lions minus five at this point. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit. They are fighting for a playoff spot. There will be a sense of urgency, and they've been playing pretty well as of late as well. Um, so I'm going to go with the Lions 24-17. to 17. And also a bit of a fun fact, I'm a big Michigan Wolverines football fan, and in this game there will be two former Wolverines in Ryan Glasgow and Graham Glasgow. They are brothers, and for the first time in their careers they will be facing off against one another as one is a defensive tackle. The other is a left guard, so that should be fun to watch as well. Let's talk about the Dolphins at the Chiefs. The Chiefs right now minus 10.5. I'd like the Chiefs to win this one outright. Um, they are leading their division right now. They have a lot to play for. Um, so I do think they'll win, but I think the Dolphins will keep it close. I think they will close that 10-point gap. Um, and I'll go with 27-24. Uh, Chiefs with the win, but I do think that the Dolphins cover the, the spread. Let's talk about the Bills at the Patriots. This is 
of course, the Patriots. It's Tom Brady. They're playing at home. I do think that they'll win the game. Um, but this is another one of those where I'm tempted to cover the points because the Bills have a lot to play for as well. They have won two in a row and will have a lot to play for. So Patriots will win, but I think they cover the 13-point spread at this point. And I will say final score, 27-21 Patriots. Let's talk about the Falcons at the Saints. These are two teams that I like as well. Uh, the Saints obviously having a pretty good year. Falcons, decent year of their own. Tough division to play in at this point. Uh, the Saints are at home, minus six. I will probably take the Saints and probably take the points as well. I'm going to say Saints 31-24. Um, last game I have for you here. Let's talk about the Seahawks at the Cowboys. Um, Seahawks fighting for a playoff spot as well at 8-6. Cowboys also 8-6. So both teams have a lot to play for. The Cowboys are... Looking pretty good the last three weeks. Um, they're at home. Um, right now it's minus five for the Cowboys. And I will take the Cowboys. I will take the points. Um, and I will say 31-24 Dallas. So there you have it. Those are my picks of the week. Everyone have a great time watching NFL this weekend. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope everyone has a great time with family and friends. Um, and the last thing I'll say is, yes, I am very pro-Porg. Crossover.